Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the June 20th edition of the Today's Electrical Economy podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. Today's podcast is going to look at the changes in the May's Electrical Price Index, We'll look at the latest electrical sales potential estimates from electrical marketing at the metro level area data, and we'll be looking at the latest building permit data. We'll also check out some weekly economic indicators that can offer you an idea of where the market may be headed. These five weekly indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series for 2022. For the week ending June the 4th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 229,000, an increase of 27,000 from the previous week's revised level. The previous week's level was revised up by 2,000 from 200,000 to 202,000. The unemployment rate for May remains at 3.6%. These four states had the biggest decreases in unemployment claims for the week ending June the 4th. Michigan was down 2,078 to 4,621. Mississippi was down 1,825 to 1,785. Oklahoma saw a decrease of 880 claims to 1,691. New Jersey was down 725 claims to 5,098 claims. And New York was down 557 claims to 12,411. Now let's take a look at the five states with the biggest increases in unemployment claims. Georgia saw claims increased by 1,817. Florida was up 1,695. Pennsylvania's claims were up 1,089. Missouri's claims were up 840. And Illinois saw an increase of 817 claims. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data on a weekly basis. For the week ending June 11th, total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 510,295 carloads and intermodal units. That's down 3.6% compared with the same week last year. Total combined U.S. traffic for the first 23 weeks of the 2022 was 11,377,777 carloads and intermodal units. That's a decrease of 3.5% compared to last year. Following the recent trends, most of the individual freight categories are tracking in the red compared to this time last year. Petroleum and petroleum products were down 14.6%. Grain was down 9.6%. Metallic ores and minerals were down 6.5%. And total intermodal units were down 6.4%. Bucking this trend in the negative were non-metallic minerals and chemicals at both at 5.4%, coal at 4.7%, and farm products excluding grain and food at 2.6%. If you track the oil market, you might be familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. This map shows you the largest oil and gas deposits in the United States. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil players are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia.
We saw the Baker Hughes rig count for land-based rigs increase by five for the week ending June the 10th, with all of the increases coming in the Permian and Eagle Ford basins in Texas. These two basins, the nation's largest, account for 56% of all operating drilling rigs. The Permian rig count is up 46% year-over-year, and the Eagle Ford rig count is up 106%. Before the recent spike, we had not seen $100 oil prices for at least eight years. But after steady and f but fairly moderate increases over the past year that, that started in f the fourth quarter of 2021, it spiked up over 100 shortly after the war in Ukraine started in late February. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future activities since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets for copper because it was used in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Comics copper pricing opened up on Monday, June 20th at $4.10, and that's trending down over the past 10 days. The average close closing price for copper during that time period was $4.27 per pound. For the first time since December 2021, Electrical Marketing's electrical price index declined, with a index decline was 0.3%, down to 198.1. May's electrical price annual rate of change is still at, sitting at some lofty heights with a 16.9% increase year over year, but that's down 1.7% from April's mark, and it's the smallest monthly increase since the fourth quarter of 2021. Let's take a look at the product areas that saw the biggest gains and declines in, in May. Pole Line Hardware is up 4.9% for the month. Ballast were up 4.8% in May. Lamps were up 4% in May. And Power Wiring Cable were up 3.3%. On the other end of the spectrum, non-metallic conduits saw a 4.7% drop. And conduit fittings saw a de decline of 6.4%. However, they still, still are up 22.2% year over year. You can get monthly updates on pricing changes for more than 20 different electrical products as part of a $99 annual subscription to Electrical Marketing Newsletter. You can find that subscription information at www.electricalmarketing.com. Now let's take a look at some local market data. We'll take a look at Electrical Marketing's latest electrical sales forecast at the MSA level and April's building permit data. Electrical Marketing Newsletter publishes quarterly electrical sales potential forecasts at the metro and state level as part of that $99 subscription. I'm always amazed at how much of the total electrical sales potential comes from a fairly small amount of large metropolitan areas. For example, the 10 markets on this slide account for 23% of all electrical sales according to Electrical Marketing's projections. The top 50 markets at the MSA level account for over 50% of all the estimated sales potential. The Top 10 markets for electrical sales are the New York City metro area, Los Angeles area throughout Southern California, Dallas, Fort Worth, Arlington, Houston, the Woodlands, Sugarland, the MSA, the Chicago, Naperville, and Elgin MSA, which stretches through Illinois into Indiana and Wisconsin, the Washington, Arlington, and Alexandria MSA, which covers parts of the District of Columbia, Virginia, Maryland, and West Virginia, the Phoenix area, the Atlanta metropolitan area, the Seattle area, and the Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm Beach area. Now let's take a look at the building permit data for single-family houses. It's a good leading indicator of future economic activity because builders don't typically pay for building permits unless they're definitely going to start building a home in the near future. Once those homes go in, they're usually followed by strip shopping centers and all sorts of other light commercial and retail construction. 
On a national basis, the single-family building permit data from April showed a pretty dramatic decline. According to the U.S. Census Bureau, single-family building permits in May were at a rate of 1,051,000, 9.2% below the revised figure for April of 1.157 million building permits. As you can imagine, a lot of that activity and the declines are due to the decline in demand because of the higher rates for mortgages. The most recent local building permit data at the MSA level, which is, re- which is released about a week after the national data, didn't quite reflect the decline of this magnitude in most of the largest market areas. It does show the same profile of electrical contractor sales potential in that it and a few of the market areas account for so much activity. The residential market continues to be quite consolidated, with Florida and Texas accounting for 10 of the top 50 metroers for single-family building activity and 13% of all permits. The 10 markets with the most single-family building permits for April were the Houston Woodland Sugarland MSA, Dallas, Fort Worth, and Arlington, the Phoenix Metro, the Atlanta Metro, the Austin Metro, Charlotte, North Carolina's Metro, Orlando Metro, Nashville, Jacksonville, Florida, and Raleigh. Thanks again to the folks from Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series of 2022. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you'd like us to cover in these podcasts. Our next presentation will be on Monday, July the 11th. Until then, be happy, be healthy. Hope you have a good July 4th break and look forward to chatting with you on the 11th of July.